Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi. Hi. Do you want to hear another Christmas joke? Go on. Mary and Joseph, now there's a stable relationship. I mean, that's a good one, but Christmas was last week. Oh, bollocks. I think you'll find it's bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. I've not got anything about New Year. I mean, I suppose I could say some shit about, like, having a party or something like that, but it doesn't really go with Christmas jumps and that, does it? No. Why don't you just play the jingle? Yeah. You know what we need to play the jingle? What? Hello, Chief. How you doing? All right, thank you. More importantly, how are you doing? Uh, we're all right. We like a challenge. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Out, out, out. Up to seven persons. Seven persons. One, Short of jumping into the canal, their options are reasonably limited. And we also think they may have had a bit too much to drink last night. It's a BMW, Ben. We have got live telematics on the vehicle. You fucking beauty. Curtain's oh, drawn. Why are they drawing at this time of day? Don't be in that fucking house. There's movement, yeah, concern movement. There is, there is movement in the property. Hunter, team, open the door, please. Pass it surrounded. My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. And this is The Hunted Podcast, a fan-made podcast all about the Channel 4 show, Hunted. Since 2022, we've made it our mission to delve deep into the show's background and find answers to those unanswered questions. Could you coordinate a fleet of vehicles, like cars and camper vans, to keep you moving from place to place? Would you have the balls to draw in a team of elite hunters at an event like Primeval and literally put yourself within their grasp? What's the best Chris to take on the run with you? Personally, I'd choose Quavers. Ooh, good choice. And did Sarah Kibble keep a record of all of the people who helped her along the way? Reach out afterwards and say thanks. Ladies, can I be your friend? It's time to find out as we welcome the Mama Penguin to the Hunted Podcast. Hello, Mama Penguin. Hello, Mama 
break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep, move feet, hurt it easy. You don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me. Better stay tall, ready for a fight, believe me. When they try the chains, you can say no, free me. Hello, and welcome to The Hunted Podcast for part two of our interview with Sarah Kibble. Hope everyone had a great Christmas day and you enjoyed part one of our interview with Sarah Kibble. Obviously, uh, when we did that, we wrote all the intro and did that little nativity sketch and then I remembered that this was going out on New Year's Eve and that that wouldn't really make sense, so we just had to come up with some rubbish. Yeah. Normal service will be resumed in the new year when we have a new lot of episodes out. What do you mean normal service is that absolute rubbish? That is just absolute cheek. You agree, don't you? No. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you've had a great Christmas, like we said. Um, new episodes coming out in the new year. We'll talk more about that at the end. Let's get straight into the episode part two with Sarah Kibble. First, though, if people enjoyed part one and enjoyed part two and want to send us messages, how? Uh, Twitter at 100pod, Instagram at 100pod, Facebook 100pod, or email 100pod at outlook.com. And if you want to text us or WhatsApp voice messages, you can do. The number that you need is in the description. You can also get us on threads. Probably won't reply though because I forgot what the password is. I don't even have access. Mm, I don't know if you do or not actually. Anyway, moving on. Right, so part two of Sarah Kibble. Part one, you saw uh, we sat down with her. When was it? End of uh, November? End of November. End of November. In a meeting room in Great Yarmouth with, our, with thanks to our friends at the Great Yarmouth Business Centre. If you're having a meeting in Great Yarmouth, and then go and check them out. Um, we spoke about everything basically mm -hmm. in Hunted, everything from series one, watching it as a fan, to getting on the show and what she did on the show. And we're going to talk more about that with more fantastic stories right now. Uh, first, though, we need a message from our sponsors for this episode, which is coming up after the swoosh noise. Don't forget, once we finish speaking to Sarah, come back because we've got some news which you might be interested in for 2024. Ready for your swoosh noise? Yeah. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Hunted Podcast, our festive special with none other than Hunted legend, formidable fugitive, and maybe even future HQ, I'm going to say... Leader. I'm going to go with leader, I think. Um, We're still thinking. Yeah. Sarah Kibble. She's with us and has been with us all day at Great Yarmouth Business Centre in, guess where? Great Yarmouth. Correct. If you are in and around Yarmouth, you need a meeting or you want to maybe set up your own company and you need a little bit of an office, a workshop or a storage unit maybe, uh, then you can come down here and get involved. And if you mention us, they might give you a discount. They might not. They might put more money on, but they might. Uh, YarmouthBusinessCentre.co.uk or you can call them on 01493 uh, And we give our thanks to the Great Yarmouth Business Centre for letting us have this lovely room, which we've turned into like an interrogation room uh, for our chat with Sarah Kibble. Well, last time, where did we leave off last time? Remind us, because for us, it's been like 10 minutes. For everyone at home, it's probably been a week, hasn't it? So remind us what we were talking about in part one. Uh, in part one, we've talked about going on the run um, and we left off, uh, we were talking about the help that Dino gave. Yes, and again, we must give him a shout out because he's still babysitting. He is still babysitting. Is he, is he, is he all right? You've checked in on him. Yeah. I mean Dino, not, yeah. not the youngest. The one. Yeah, no, they'll be, they'll be having lots of fun together. He's um, a big kid in himself, Dino is. So yeah, I think they were going to the play park, so... 
almost jealous myself. Yeah, I know. That's it. <laughs> Maybe. What are, you after, what are the kids like at Crazy Golf? Um, the little one, not great. And uh, I'd probably say the eldest isn't that great either, to be fair. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're going to go and definitely play Crazy Golf after this. Love so, a bit of Crazy Golf, yeah. You know, we'll yeah. have to... Find us, come and yeah. find us, and yeah. we'll, we'll bring <laughs> you, the, won't, you won't want them. It's just tantrum after tantrum. We'll about, bring the yeah. big king out. We'll bring the, the kid out of uh, of Dino. We'll oh, definitely. The child out of him. Uh, in this part of the the show, we're going to ask those questions which you guys at home have been sent in, sending in by all things fire social media, which includes Twitter at Hunted Pod, Instagram at Hunted Pod, Facebook Hunted Pod, or email Hunted Pod at Outlook Expertly done, uh, and we're going to be talking about some of the other things that we've not talked about in part one. Plus. We're going to be delving back into Sarah's diary, which how have you managed to, to, to keep it safe for, for, for so long? Has it just been, is it literally just all full of hunted stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's solely, I brought it specifically for hunted and after hunted, it's just stayed in a drawer and put there for me to look back on should I ever want to. What other keepsakes did you keep from the show? Because uh, Bobby Siegel, we, we interviewed him after the Celebrity Hunted series and he said that the same thing, didn't he? He said yeah. that he kept like his notebook and a few other things. What did you keep from the show? I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. No, no, what our answer should have been is 50 grand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is a small matter of the money. Yeah, yeah, the money. Um, but no, I think, well, Dino made me some laminated uh, photos of my family, so I've still got them. Um, in, fact, in fact, I have still kept, and this is really, really naughty of me, Sally and her partner gave me a lot of military gear. Sally's still in the army, bless her. Um, I haven't returned it yet. Oh, dear. I know. So I have still kept that, to be fair. Sorry, Sally, I will get it back to you ASAP, I promise. It's just one of these things we keep arranging dates and then it just never materialises or something always comes up, but I need to get her gear back to her. You will, you will. I will, I will, Sally, I promise. And if you need a meeting place to do it, I would recommend a lovely place. Uh, Great Yarmouth Business Centre. Yeah. Do you know what they do? What? They do office and desk rentals. Yes. They do company registered offices. Yeah. They do meeting and training rooms, yeah. workshop and storage units, <laughs> and, and, and if you need a business mail address, guess yeah. what? You can use here. You can use here. Okay. Do you think that's enough? Of, like, I think, yeah, I think you've sold it. Well done. Yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Discount, please. Uh, right, let's move back to uh, to all things uh, Hunted then. And obviously that, that diary, we're going to delve into it a little bit uh, in in a minute because it will sort of throw up those things but you mentioned obviously Sally there yeah and all the other lovely people that you met when you went on the run um including the taxi driver up in Newcastle oh yes Jeff Jeff, and plenty of others along the way how do you get in touch and reach out with them after because it's such a whirlwind for you you're literally like you know ships passing in the night yeah how do you sort of maintain their contact details and, and look to reach out for them after because also what you don't know is you don't know whether they've sold you out or not yeah yeah I was I was worried about Jeff when um I think it was Mark Kananur um contacted me after the show and said said made made some sort of comment about Jeff and him selling me out and I thought he wouldn't do that he wouldn't do that but he obviously Mark was lying to me and when I watched the show I just like my heart melted honestly and um yeah to be able to speak to him about it afterwards was just brilliant and he was Oh, just a dream, wasn't he? Absolute, absolute dream. How many people have you reached out to that helped you on the on the run since? Pretty much all of them. That's that's another reason Apart why from I Sally wanted. Who's not got this, yeah, got a kit bag. I mean, we've spoken. She just hasn't got a kit bag. <laughs> um, but no, pretty much everyone that helped me. There's only um, the family in Berwick Pontweed that I have 
the page has gone from my book. There's a few pages gone from my book. I haven't had the contact details just to thank. Um, but other than that, I've sent a few cards to people and stayed in touch, you know, through text messages, et cetera, or social media. And um, it's been lovely. I mean, those I owe so much to those people. Yeah. That's so cute. Like, I, I don't... It's such a thing as well because you've got to be so organised to do that because you yeah. sort of... I think the paranoia would get me of whether people had, had, had sold me out. And mm. I don't know whether I'd want to... Because I presume you may also like pass on your own details as well to, for them to reach out to no, you. No, I didn't. Or you just, no, you didn't... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Well, obviously, they knew my name if I gave them my real name. Not, not everyone I did. Um, but no, I gave them my name. Other than that, they didn't really know much about me. So, yeah, it was all sort of within my book, really, that the details were kept. But um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Ignore that bit. Sorry. Carry on. No, I can't remember. I genuinely can't remember. It's just gone out of my head what I was about to go on to. <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah. It's funny, you said there, if you told them your own name. Yeah. Well, a lot of places I went to, I didn't want to use my own name. I was always trying to come up with, you know, weird and wonderful, wacky names and just keep it entertaining. But um, I think once, once you know, I'd established a, a rapport, a bond with the people that were helping me, Kev, like from the get-go, you know, I pretty much told them my whole life story. And if, if I did build that close relationship with people, then I was more than happy to share. But in the back of your mind, you have got to be careful because these people could sell you out. So until I, yeah, had that trust, I was a little bit more reserved. Who did you think would sell you out? Was there anyone that you met on the run that you thought, mm, I'm really not sure about this? No, but do you know the most disappointing for me is the campsite in Glossop. They sold me out. Yes, he did. They sold me out. And I was devastated because I don't know how many times I reiterated to that bloke who came across really friendly, really wanting to help. I left on foot. I left on foot. If they're going to come, they're going to ask, just tell them I left on foot. Because obviously I'm aware with, you know, the vehicles, they can track them, A&PR, do all that weird and wonderful stuff. And just for me, hearing him... So that I left in a camper van, the next question would be, okay, well, which camper van? Can we have the VRN, please? And he would have given it in. I was just like, damn it. It was not nice to watch. No. And that was that not when you received the um, extraction details yes. as well? So they knew yeah. you were there, which was how they left Exactly. I knew they were going to go. They were definitely going to go. They were definitely going to interrogate. And, you know, I know I've been on the receiving end of it myself from the hunters, but I knew they'd probably put a pressure. But he seemed so confident in himself that he would say, yes, you left on foot. So to hear him just buckle like that, disappointed. Have you been back since? No, I won't be going back. <laughs> Bad review on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Sold me out. Yeah. Do not tell anything to this man. No. I know. Oh, such a shame that, but such a shame that he did that. But I guess there's probably an element of the hunters maybe saying, oh, you know, 100%. Trying to yeah, they would have put pressure skin. on him. And, and a lot of people, if you haven't watched the show... I mean, even Dean's wife, bless her, she she's she hadn't really watched it properly. She doesn't know how it all works. She suffers with a bit of anxiety. So when you've got these people all in black, all in uniform, coming across, interrogating you, asking you questions, Lorraine got really upset because she thought it was real. And it is real to a certain extent, but, you know, we're all friends at the end of the day. There is no real animosity or, you know, anger or resentment towards anyone. So once it was explained to Lorraine, she was happy and she'd, you know... Not that she was interrogated by them at all, but this man may have felt the same, you know, put under pressure, didn't like it. He's got these people coming in who he's never met with a camera in his face. It's a lot for people. So I understand that, yeah. It's it's funny because the interrogation bit, before we tell our little bit, you've probably heard us talk about it anyway, but um, if you were, obviously, you know, you're quite used to sort of 
dealing with people and doing interviews and stuff and and all of that side of things. But if you were to be interrogated by any of the the ground hunters, yeah, which ones would you be like? I don't think I'm going to get on with you straight away. I think I'm going to have a, like a bit of a clash of clash of heads with you, clash of personality. One who, who sort of comes across a little bit like in your face, sort of a little bit. You're a little bit standoffish. You're a little bit scared of how you want to react. I don't think to I'd it. have been scared of any of them. <coughs> I don't think any of them would scare me, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, don't, I genuinely like the hunters in our series as well. Like I know they come across and portray themselves as big, mean, you know, fierce people, but they're just people at the end of the day. And that's, that's the way I'll always see them. They're just a person in uniform. So, yeah, I don't think I'd have been bothered by any of them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I think ours was just when we interviewed Cashmore. He was a lovely bloke, great bloke, but it took us like, you know, sometimes you just need to break the ice with people. Yeah. It took us a good half an hour oh, really? into the interview before we broke the ice with him. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. No, were... I've, I've spoke to him a bit on social media as well, and he comes across. He's know, lovely. lovely. Yeah. Absolutely really lovely. lovely. But when we were just sort of interviewing him, he's, he's sat there on his sofa. It's not in the same room. It's yeah. sort of virtual at that time. I think it was the day before they actually went to shoot the next celeb hunted. Yeah. So he was waiting for some stuff to come as well. And we weren't swearing or anything during the interview. And yeah. he, he went to answer one question. He said, can we swear? I was like, yeah. yeah. And he just swore. And <laughs> the it, next that, just like, bang, yeah. that was it. It just like came tumbling out. It was he just, was probably trying so hard he was, to yeah. slip yeah. up and swear. So yeah. then as soon as he could, he was just like Yeah, it was just relaxed. like that barrier yeah. came down. It was brilliant. And it was such yeah. a brilliant interview as well. If you've not listened to it, go back and uh, listen to it as well. Speaking of things to listen to, obviously when we first started the podcast um, over a year ago, can you remember one of the episodes we made? Racking your brains now, aren't you? You like you yeah. can't remember what you did this morning, can you? Not really, no. Can you remember we put a little vote on social media and we did a couple of um reviews Ooh, on fugitives? We did, yes. Can you remember one that we did? We did one. <laughs> we did. Did you have a I did. It was a long time ago, so I can't really remember. <laughs> I can't really remember what was said, but I know again you were very complimentary. So thank you guys. <laughs> I don't think we'd have done it if it I don't think we'd have invited you for a, a podcast if it <laughs> weren't a complimentary. Bad than me, yeah. 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 That might have been a bit tense. I mean, we are gonna reach out to Jordan and offer to buy him a drink because we've been a, a little bit harsh oh, with Jordan gone? over the years. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Bless him. Um, and that's somewhat taken off as well but um that was brilliant see that's the good thing about the podcast as well because it is sort of so light-hearted and um sort of tongue-in-cheek we're just massive fans of the show we just yeah. want to talk about it all the hunters take it in in good spirits and they know that we can have a little bit of a dig at what they do at hq and have a little bit of a dig at the fugitives mm. as well and it's it's all good fun in the end you just learn so many behind the scenes secrets um obviously you had watched hunted before you went on massive the, fan the show. show you're a big fan so you sort of knew to a degree the ground hunters, but there was a bit of a shift because of COVID and a few other things which happened. There was a big change at HQ for your series. Yep. Can you remember which way Ray said it was filmed? Because I think that Ray said it was this was filmed first and then Celeb was. Hunted was I think it filmed was second, but it was aired the other yeah. way around. Yes, yes. Is that making sense? Yes, because as soon as we finished, oh no, hang on. Oh, no, I'm confused. Or was it the other way around? Yeah. I can't remember what Ray said. But the base, the way it was shown on TV, it was filmed the, the opposite, opposite way around. So if Celeb Hunter was shown first, that was filmed after. But I think, I can't remember which way it was now. I was, going, I was going to say, I think civilian first, celebrity second. But I think 
But then the dates think, don't add up, do they? Yeah, because it I was think it October. Was celebrity first in the May. Yeah. And then us in the October. That makes more sense because it was very yeah. hot in the mm. other yes. one, and that might have been yeah. where Ray yeah, was talking about yeah. the suit. So then they were shown the other way around. So obviously on screen, um, you're seeing a completely do, new HQ. You don't yeah. know any of them about them. So the first time you're really learning about them is when yeah. you're watching it. Yeah. Um, but obviously the ground hunches you know a little bit about. But the long-winded point of this is. <laughs> You obviously did something to draw the hunters out, but you didn't really know who you were kind of looking no, out no, for. No, no, no. I, I, the whole time during the run, I didn't know who was, you know, assigned to me, should we say. So, And we didn't even know the change in vehicle at that time as well. It wasn't until Dino confirmed with the Land Rover that oh, um, they had Volvos. Volvos yeah, they've gone back to them, by the way, for yeah. the celeb one, cheaper. Yeah. Oh, so I was always looking out for them until Dino confirmed that it was a different vehicle. But, yeah, the whole way through, I had no idea who was... Who was after me because i imagine as because i'm also thinking about the ones that you would have watched up until series five yeah yeah because that would have series five would have aired by that point that you were on the run 2021 when yeah. you went on the run yeah. so it would have yeah. aired by then yeah there was, only... a, there was a massive break wasn't there because of yeah. covid yeah massive yeah. break so because i don't they couldn't have really shown anything like that on tv at that time because people they do think it's happening there and then. Yeah. They do think it's happening yeah. as live and as yeah. it goes on. I, I had someone messaging me afterwards saying, why are you on your social media? And I was like, I'm not, like, during, during the film. Yeah. I was like, this happened in October last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm at home. Because yeah. people, yeah, people do genuinely think yeah. that and that it's real, real than what it is as well. That would be good if it was, though, don't you think? Live. Oh, do you know what that would be? If you're going to go out, yeah. what a way to... To, to do it because all you'd need to do is have a show once a week where they show all the st yeah. stuff of what's happening yeah. but also every day there's like a daily up yeah. update that would oh, be great like, they need to bring it back with all these extras in don't they oh yeah yeah I'm a, yeah, I'm a celeb style yeah all star hunted yes right, now we're on. talking yeah, yeah. I, want, I want ten fugitives this is off the bat <laughs> I want oh ten fugitives right right so mixture of celeb and civilian. Right. Give me a 10. What, that have already been on it? Yeah. So give me a 10. Who are you putting on? All stars. Bobby, because I think he needs another chance. Aww. Yeah. Bobby oh, deserves yeah. another chance. That was like the most heartbreaking ending, but um, the most epically epic, yeah, yeah. edited as well. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Allen. Oh, shall I write these down? Yeah, can you write them? Help, them, help me I'm, for writing I'm, them down. I'm never going to remember these. Okay, so you, you've gone. Bobby. Right, Bobby Siegel. And right. Is he going as a solo runner or are you putting him with someone? I might put him with someone. So, I'm not so I just get you 10 and then you compare them with Yeah. After. All right. Give uh, me 10 names. Ricky Allen. Yeah. Ricky Allen. Yeah. Sarah, do you want to throw some into the mix? Do you want to do it? Do you, you want to do all Are you going star? back? Or do you oh, want to go? 100%. Get, or, me, get or, me on there. Or, or you want it to be in HQ for it? Do you want to do it on the run again or do you want to be in HQ for it? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. On the, on the run. Okay, on right. The run. So, I want to relive it. So Sarah it. Kibble, yeah. He's going on the run. Uh, I'm throwing um, Alex in there again. Alex yeah. Aileen. Yeah. Because um, I, th I think he's probably developed in his life enough now because yes. he's got a family and everything to be able to do it on his own as well. Such an amazing thing. We've, we've, yeah, we can talk <laughs> about that as well. I put a little star next to his name so I can remember to, to talk um, about it. Any like that didn't do well that you think, oh, that was funny. That you could go can on. we can we throw oh what was his name Merv Merv oh, yeah like lovely Merv down yeah. the street I had high Merv. hopes for Merv <laughs> yeah I did 
Yeah, I like strong, this style, but strolling down the street. <laughs> yeah. oh, so we've got five so far. We need another. We need another five, and then we can make some teams up. So these celebrity as well. Yeah, it can yeah. be celebrity as well. Yeah, you and Thomas. Oh yeah, great yes. to watch, wasn't he? Yeah, great to watch. He was yeah, because that was such a good ending as well. You and Thomas's. Who else has done it? I quite like to see. I know he was like one of the first celeb series, but I'd like to see Johnny Mercer do it again. Yes. Yeah. Especially after seeing him on that prison show. Yeah. That was a good show as well. Banged up. Banged up. Banged up. I've only watched the first episode because then I went to Dubai. So um, <laughs> I need to catch up on quite a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Very good one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We've got seven. We've got three more to find. Not got many females yet because we've only, oh, well, we need to get some more only got you. Nicola. So Nicola Thorpe. She was um, the lone, lone wolf. I actually messaged her. Um, but it would be good to see her give it a go on her own again. The one who was with, um, she was did it with a partner. She, she started off on her own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. bless it. When I um, messaged her, like and tagged her into stories, like rooting for her, she actually replied and said, "You were my inspo." Oh, oh I know, I know. That meant me. I was well made up with that. Yeah. And then also just changing the subject. Someone from the Australia. I haven't watched Hunted Australia yet, but messaged me literally a day or two ago saying, "Thank you so much for my Instagram posts because he like used that for his." His and his dad's time on the run, and it was a great help to him. Was it Jordan? His name Jordan. Jordan. So he again, likewise, messaged us and said yeah. after he'd been on the run that he used the podcast. Uh, yeah. So it's like a little bit of. Um, We're helping thing. people. Yeah. Like five to us. Yeah. <laughs> Go us. That's co- yeah. So we need two more. Then we need two more. Who else can we we can put in there? Yeah, Jordan Luke. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah. I've not seen series two yet. He was on season two of it, so oh, I need to watch right. that. It's um, not come out in the UK yet. Can we put Vicky Patterson back in, please? Because she was funny. Yes. Yeah. Her okay. To do can accents. I go on the run with her? <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. not? We just we'll need, pair up. We just need one more. Who we're gonna put? Who who we're gonna? We've got Ricky Allen in there. We've got Bobby, Alex Aylin, Merv, Ewan Thomas, Johnny Mercer, Nicola Thorpe, Vicky Patterson, Rob, Rob Ellington. Okay, you want to go, Rob? Yeah. yeah. Rob Ellington, nice yeah. Lad. I know he'd love to go back on the run as well. So we've got 10 fugitives. Yeah. So obviously you're in the room, so we can ask you who you want to pair oh, up pair with. Oh, pair up with. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, t- oh, that's really tough because there's quite a few people. Um, so I th- for so for all, Hunted All-Stars, who are you pairing up with? Ewan. Okay, so Sarah and I think, Ewan. I think would be dynamic duo. Okay, so I can cross him out so we've got him there as well. Uh, who are we putting Bobby Siegel with? Who's he going to go with? Can we put with? Bobby with Vicky Patterson? Oh, yeah, I think they, like, they get I on really get well, on actually. Really yeah. Well. They probably know each other as well. Yeah. So Bobby and Vicky, I think that's it'd be good. Funny. Uh, Ricky Allen, Dr. Ricky Allen, who are we putting him with? Johnny, Johnny Mercer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because they, they both tried to trick the hunters. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so then Alex Alien, who are we putting with Alex? We've got. We've still got left. We've still got Merv, Nicola Thorpe, and Rob Ellington. So then, obviously, whoever we put. Yeah, I think Nicola and Merv and Rob and Alex. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I we, think we've got a good start for a series here. Shine TV. We just if you're need listening, to sell it to Shine. I mean, you've got contacts for Shine because you've got. Pretty, you, that's true. Yeah. Although Emma, she's um yeah I think she's working on something else now. Yeah, that's the problem with shows like this. People move on because it's just Damn you know. It. We're going to make it happen. We have to make it happen. She'll know someone that knows someone that no, knows, knows someone, someone that knows someone. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. happening. Yeah. For charity. We do it for charity. Yes. Yeah. Who needs another celeb hunter <laughs> when you can have hunted all stars? Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll have it 
live. Yeah. So yes. it's, it's over the summer. So obviously yeah. we know it's hot and everything. Completely transparent for yeah. everyone to see. Yeah, exactly. People know it's yeah. live. We'll have a daily daily show. Yeah. Maybe we'll narrate it. Yes. See, yeah. we've got it all covered. Yeah, maybe we'll narrate <laughs> tick, tick, it. I can tick, do live tick. TV. I can do live radio. It's fine. <laughs> Who needs that guy that's narrating it? I'm sure he's a lovely fella, but we'll narrate it. Come on. <laughs> Don't say you are the podcast. We'll narrate it. We'll have H- HQ. They can do all their stuff. We Obviously, there's rules in the show, right? That like you can only move X amount to X amount of time. Yeah. So let's say we set it from six till six. Yeah. Then there's no, there's less thing of the public being able to help out on the way home okay. there's also a bit of time to make an edit for the for the show yeah and then obviously you can do live link live link ups to the show with the hunt like with the hunters they can interrogate you yeah like they get two like they get a, you know how you did you're your running six, away with this now i know you are. shining not going to do this now you did your 60 second review yeah the hunters get two minutes to like interrogate you but also that's two minutes time where you can send some coded messages to people okay i like it yeah yeah and then make it happen yeah and then live extraction and all of that obviously let's talk extractions let's talk um launches as well yeah in this make-believe world of all stars all stars hunted all stars (laughs) can i have a request no helicopter. Can extraction not be a helicopter, please? Yeah, they do use helicopters a lot, don't they? It's the easiest one to do, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. How, how would you do the launch? And, and based on what you've Ooh, watched, because you've watched all of you've watched all of Hunted. Yeah. So I don't know. I I quite like taking it right back to the beginning. Yeah. Just literally, right, you're on the run, go. Yeah. Because that's more realistic, let's be honest. Yeah. So strip it right back. Yeah. Yeah. And you could sort of do it maybe over the... I know, like some would be on the run longer than the others, but you could do like a couple of nights where people yeah. get launched live, and it's well, no, all just all yeah. of us in our teams. We've got five teams, yeah, five teams yeah. too. All be told at the exact same time, like a police op, you know, going in targeting people. You're all told now. You're all on the run. Go. Yeah, yeah. and maybe as well because you know. Um, you're going on the run with you and Thomas. I yeah. don't quite know where you and Thomas lives, but Southampton. Southampton. So that's a fair. Whack that. between... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not stalking you. I promise. No. That's a fair. That's a fair whack between here and yeah. Southampton, though. Yeah. So you've obviously then got that element of got to meet up somewhere, like Nicola and Nikesh yes. did when they were yeah. on the run together. That's yeah. quite another level to it as well. Yeah, another challenge. So we're going to get told like series one that you're on the run and off you go. Which I think is probably the best and the more, most realistic, yeah, actually, of, of it. What about extraction? Nat says you can't have a helo. We don't want a helo, so what do we want? Not had a speedboat for a while. No, but let's, uh, something else, something different. Train. Train, yeah. Train. A bit boring, though, isn't it? For a finale. Yeah. That is a bit boring. I like the idea of it. <laughs> I was going to say, like a, bit a boring. A canoe. <laughs> canoe. <laughs> let's mix it up. No, what else could you do? Got, you, it's got to be dramatic. It's got to be exciting. Yeah. It's got, you know, edge of the seat stuff. So Hilo just covers that, I think, for me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> does. I, I mean, I get it, and I get that's why they do it. Yeah. You could try and redo the extraction from Bobby. Yeah, which was the... It wasn't a Hilo, was it? It was more like was a, a, a air, army aircraft yeah, sort of thing. yeah. Yeah. Which was a bit different, and I do I do get the whole thing of having to run across loads of like fields and stuff to get there because it does yeah. make it look dramatic. Yeah. What about like an army truck? 
So yeah. like a disused warehouse. You've yeah. got to make it to the disused warehouse and then... Tank. Yeah. Let's go all out. Let's have a tank. Tank drives you away. Get to the tank. <laughs> Flattens the hunters on the way out and off you go. You yeah, go. just travels anything that gets in our way. Yeah. That was a nice little yeah. uh, sideline, wasn't it? I yeah. can't even remember what led us on to that, but <laughs> no. that was quite good. I quite enjoyed that. So hunted all-stars, we're going to make... We're going to make yep. it happen. It's up to you, Craig, okay? Yeah. Well, you know, you've got the contacts for the producers. Okay, we'll work together. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's make it happen. 2027, we're going to say okay. it's going to be on. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. We'll make it happen. Yeah. All the hunters will be up for it. Fine. <laughs> I bet if I rang JP now... Oh, JP he would be up, up for it. He's up for anything, yeah. isn't he, Crikey? Yeah, yeah he loves it. So yeah. it'll be fine. We can make it happen. Have faith. We'll just do, we'll do it as a podcast series and do like, daily updates and do an audio <laughs> for Love them. it. Love be great. It. I don't know how we'll finance it, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know. We're always open to sponsors, you know, to feed our <laughs> biscuit habit and things like that. Let's go back to you being on the run, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about arguably your finest hour. Yes. You drawing the hunters in. Oh, primeval. Was that something that you'd pre-planned? Not pre-planned as such. <laughs> the only thing was... That year, I mean, I didn't know when we, when I was going to be going on the run until, like I said, two weeks before. And that year, me and my girls had said that we're going to go Primeval. We'd always wanted to go. So when I was told that I was going on the run, I said, girls, I can't come to Primeval. Like, genuinely devastated. And then I think I mentioned it to Imogen or maybe even to production before. I said, oh, you know, I really wanted to go. Do you think I could still go during the show? And they were like, well, yeah. And they actually loved the idea of it, you know. Um, and it just kind of went from there, really. I, I said to my girls before, I'm going to try. I want to do it. Let's, if, 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 if I can pull it off, let's do it. And my, my girlfriend's Claire in particular, was like more than up for it. So when I managed to intervene her on the school trip one day, on the school run, sorry, I was like, this day, this time, meet me there. We're doing it. And then it was just, yeah. How do you make that happen then? Because you, like you say, you've just got to intervene there. So did, yeah. did you literally just have to... Did you intervene whilst on the run? Yeah, yeah, whilst I was on the run. I couldn't, I was trying to think of ways how I could contact Claire, but each time I thought it's too risky. The only way I can do it, and the safest way to do it, is by trying to find her. And I think I drove with Trevor one day back home from his and went to her workplace, couldn't see her car there. I just remained in the car and I, said, and I looked at the time and I thought, she's going to be on the school run. So we managed to like swing back around. It's like a bit of a, bit of a traveling space. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I just saw her car parked up, um, waited for her to return with her son. Trevor got out and said, there's someone in the car that wants to see you. And um, Does she know Trevor? No, really. Right, yeah. So I, yeah. I sat in the car like this, and then I think I put my hand out in the middle, but she's looking so confused, a little bit scared, a little bit terrified. Well, you and would then be, wouldn't you? You yeah. would, because Trevor's big. Like, he's a big bloke, tall, you know. And um, all of a sudden, the penny just dropped for her. And she just looked at the car and came running over, got in, screamed, hugged me. It was just such a lovely, lovely moment. But it was there that we planned specifics for Primeval. Ah, and then, yeah. so how many days was it between planning and actual Primeval? I want to say maybe two. So did you two. sort of plan then to stay local? Yeah, I'm trying to think where I'd been. I'd been at Tre- uh, Trevor and Debbie's house. They then dropped me... Um, the book may help. Yeah, they <laughs> they they dropped me. Um, you remember trail. this thing that you did on the I run? Know, you kept a diary right in front of you. Just, just what day it was? But I think it was then that I had to do like um, you could either walk for ten miles or travel at least fifty miles in a car. That was one of the challenges the rule. of the day. Yeah. Okay, so when you say just 
quick side note. Yeah. When you say challenges for the day, like rules that have been set out pre yeah. that you must do. Yeah. I, well, it's not necessarily per day, but as you're aware, there's a lot of, I call them challenges because they are challenges. I think they probably should be looked at that way rather than, yeah. than rules because it yeah. is a show and it is a competition. Exactly. And they've got to so manipulate. Boring yeah. Them. So boring. Like I know a lot of people moan, but if you could just go hide in a field for a month, how boring is that? Which is essentially what happened on series one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mean, not be wrong, I love series one. But yeah. by having these, it just makes it more exciting. It makes it more, I think, fair across the board because everyone's got to do it. They're all the same for each fugitive. Um, I'm completely digressed, haven't I? Sorry. No, that's fine. No, <laughs> I, that was my fault. I was looking at what, what, I, was, um, what I was doing You're all the day. You're looking at what kept you yeah. at, around so the local with, area. With, yeah. So where you went at that sort of point and stuff. While Sarah looks at that, yes. probably a, you know, a good time to say as well that, that from a viewer's point of view, that that whole primeval thing was mm. such a like a big moment in it the was, show yeah and so well edited yeah but we'd not had anyone really in that series try to draw them in like in that kind of way yeah and i don't think we'd really had it in any series where a fugitive had point blank told them i'm gonna be here come and find me come and find me let's play a game yeah. you didn't get it at any point until you did it and you were just like i'm gonna be here yeah come and find let's me let's have a bit of fun yeah i i want fun. i want i literally wanted to go like above and beyond with that i wanted to um mess with them the whole night there like they had they've got like different haunts and you can put a bag over the head i wanted to be dressed up with, with a bag <laughs> over the head and imogen was trying to like rein me back a bit and saying you know you could end up getting caught here you've got to be careful she was like just you know, see them and then go and just, you know, she was really, really worried for me, bless her, really worried. But they took that long to get there. Like, I just didn't have time. I didn't have time to do it all. I was gutted. Because you also don't know what resources they're going to have. No, no. So you've got no idea if all of them are going to come. Yeah. If any of them are going to come or if one team are going to come. Yeah. I was, I was planning in my head that there'd be two, at least two. And that's why I got so scared when only one ran past me because I thought, well, where is the other one? What's he doing? And I thought they'd stay together to come in to look for me because it's a big place. So when I just saw the one, that did, yeah, squeaky bum time a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And um, you must, you found the page. I found, found the, page, the page and I actually forgot. I can't even remember the question now, Craig. I'm sorry. But it's the fine. night before Primeval, I travelled to my friend Carlos. That was the question, what he did. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Carlos, I had the best night with another colleague in Suffolk Police, but he lives in Ipswich. And um, he used to work in Lowestoft, but now was, is Halesworth now. So we don't see each other that much. And I spent the night at his house and we had the best, best night. But none of that was, that was aired. He was actually interrogated by JP and Zoe, I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But we had, he cooked, he's Italian and he cooked us a lovely meal. Was that where you wine. left them a note? Yes. You put some pictures yes. on your Instagram about yes. leaving them a note. Yeah. And... We had a bit of a party and I think, well, Imogen got a little bit poorly the next day. She was feeling a bit rough. But um, it was from Carlos. He drove me to the location of Primeval. Yeah. Just remind me, Imogen was your camera up, yeah? Camera up. Yeah. yeah. So she had one too many wines, right? I don't know. Or maybe a dodgy prawn. I'm not sure. Let's <laughs> say too many wines. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the story about um, Bex? <laughs> 
having one too many wines. Yes, I did. And that made me, I thought that oh, I'd love to pair up with Bex. I think we'd have such a good time. She loves wine just as much as I love wine. But when I heard that she was really hungover, that was on the Katie Liam capture, yeah. wasn't it? Which is what makes it so much more brilliant. I and, I, and I want to re-watch it again just to see her, you know, her actions and the way she looks, just to see if you can tell. But I definitely oh, you couldn't can definitely tell. tell. Can you? Yeah, you yeah. can tell. Now that we've, like, we've now that met you know. her and she's told us that story, we yeah. can tell. That's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? Because that's the thing as well, which you don't always take into consideration. You guys don't have a day off. No. You are literally on the run from day yeah. one to the moment you get captured or extracted. Yeah. Yeah. They obviously have shifts because they're, in the eyes of the the actual law yeah. outside the show, are working people. Yeah. So they, so have, they have to have a day off. Likewise yeah. with HQ. Yeah. Like, and the, all the camera crew. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so how does that work with you then? She, with Imogen, did she have a day off or did, and someone else take over for the day? So or? Imogen, no. Imogen, no. But the follow team, they would have a rest day yeah. every set amount of days. And then another, I think it was when like when there was captures, then these people become spare. Available, before, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they would fill in. Sense. They would then fill in and they could have their days off. Yeah. yeah. Makes, that makes a, a lot of sense. And I suppose as well, when you didn't have to do it because you were a solo runner, but when people split... Yes, they need. You've they no longer got extra. one. You need. Yeah. Right, I need someone yeah. to now follow you. Yeah. I need someone to be to edit and to, yeah. to do all your running stuff. It's, so it's not just the camera person; it's the whole follow team as well. It's at least four per individual, isn't it? Yeah, it's a complex, yeah, yeah complex operation to to yeah. do it. So, talk us through the day of Prime uh, Primeval. I nearly said Scarefest again. So I I was like Imogen, feeling a little worse for wear that day, um, but uh, Carlo dropped me off at a nearby lake which is owned by one of my mum's friends so we had a good place it was literally around the corner good place just to relax and get mentally prepared um don't get me wrong I was really excited but as the time was going on it was getting closer and closer I was like what am I doing why am I doing this but I'm so glad I did like it was a big risk but it paid off I got to see my girls I got to go to primeval yes I didn't get to do many of the haunts but it all just it all worked out exactly how I wanted it to so yeah extremely happy what was the one thing that i picked up on last night when we were watching it back and and you went yeah that was that was sarah oh when is it mel runs carl past, carl, carl, carl runs past and you come read, to me i think i said yeah. yeah you had no idea yeah i just thought yeah. it was like one of the like because they obviously have like staff who were yeah. trying to scare i just thought yeah. it was one of the staff no, it's me i'd been banging on that i was because everybody, when I was there, was wanting to take pictures, thinking I was part of it. Because it was a really good outfit, wasn't it? It that was, mask. yeah, to so be fair. That mask, I loved that mask. They let me go in and choose anything I wanted. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm having that one. Wait, sidetrack again. Yes. Did you tell the organiser of the event what you were doing? Yeah, I kind of have to because of the filming on premises yeah. venue. So, so that all had to be, you know, open with them about that. But Katie was the name, the manager, and she was just lovely. She even brought me pizza whilst I, yeah, whilst I was getting ready in the, in the costume. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just amazing lady, amazing lady. But yeah, so when I was waiting for the hunters, bearing in mind I think I sent the video message around 6 when it opened, 6, 6.30 maybe. I don't think they got there till about 8. And I was stood there banging with a stone on the on the railing, just waiting, 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 like building up all this anticipation, this anxiety, stress. But yeah, they made me wait a long, long time. <laughs> have you spoken to them since about what you did at Primeval? Have you managed, have you spoke to Carl or not Mel? Carl? Because he's no longer he's not, involved, sadly. is he? No, but um, Mel, I think yeah, I think we did have a little giggle about it, but um, he's just a nice well isn't he such yeah. a lovely guy so yeah we've just got the utmost respect for each other i think all of us really what would have been the worst case scenario other than being captured for you that that day well that that is the only scenario isn't it i either managed to get myself out of there or i'm getting caught they're the only two options really um and i'm just thankful that yeah i managed to get out of there undetected in hindsight are you sort of pleased that it was it was only one hunter team because I don't yeah. know whether they showed it in the right way or not, but it was literally like two ways in, two ways out. And you managed to get out like through a staff exit. So, so if they had more re- resources. Yeah. If they had more resources and if they had more time to sort of plan and prepare, then it would have been game over, wouldn't it? It was a big risk, but thankfully the only two went there and didn't have that exit covered. And yeah, the only thing for me as well is it, well, it showed me looking for Trevor. So when I came out quite hastily, I saw a shadow. So I thought, my God, one of the hunters it's kind of backtracked and went around like a, a unit of some sort and then out into the open where there's the big car park which had lights on couldn't see his car anywhere but it turns out after i eventually found him the shadow was trevor oh. <laughs> so i'd avoided the one person that i needed to it could have just been a quick case of i said trevor why don't you wave just let me know it was you you know he spooked me um but yeah it could have been straight out straight in the car but no a bit more drama added in would you say that's your greatest moment of the show, your greatest achievement to be able to pull that off? I think it's the most memorable, isn't it? Definitely it's memorable. And I think, yeah, draw, the reason like it's good that I drew them into me is because they then knew or believed, okay, well, she's in their area. She's in a near to her hometown. But actually what I had planned is for that very next morning, get way out of here, I was going to Manchester. So then they'd be looking for me in my hometown, but actually I'm long gone. And in a vehicle, you know, untraceable, unlinked in any way, they would have no way of following me in it. So it worked out really well, yeah. Now, you not need to scroll either forwards or backwards in your book to find right. out this. Um, okay. uh, this is something I found out by having a deep dive on your Instagram again this morning. Okay. By the way, if you've not seen Sarah's Instagram, it is an absolute hive of activity mm-hmm. of what she got up to and a lot of stuff that wasn't shown Um on on the show itself and you wanted to make it more about some of the people that you met as well and sort of give them a little bit of thanks there's one person in particular that you met on the run in the south downs who it wasn't shown yeah tim peak major tim peak i know that's really cool crazy isn't it what happened there so as i'm walking along the south downs um i can't remember i saw kev first or i saw him but you but for me being ex-military, and I don't know whether you guys are the same, I can just, you can sense that they're military. And I've, I've sensed it with Kev, and I think he was sat there with his son. He was sat there with his son. And then I saw Major Tim Peake, 
didn't realise at the time, didn't click, didn't, um, with wife and children, I believe. And I just thought, I've got a feeling like they'd help me as well. And if you've got that military background rapport and you can start a conversation. So that's exactly what we did. And um, we were chatting for a long time, but I kept looking at his wife thinking, I know you. How embarrassing is this? I kept looking, I know your wife, I know your wife. And I think I was questioning with Tim and with Rebecca, her name was, like if we ever sort of served or would have been near each other. And then it wasn't until afterwards, um, after I'd sort of met and spoke with Tim and, and Rebecca, that Kev said, you know who that was, don't you? I was like, no. Major Tim Peake and I was just absolutely mortified like so <laughs> embarrassed there's me going I think I really recognize your wife and yeah not great did, he, <laughs> did, did they offer any help or was it just a literally so, passing so, in the night thing again no Tim Tim he didn't want to be filmed you know for obvious sure. reasons um but they were really helpful I got I've got Rebecca's number and I've spoke to Rebecca since and um they were going to offer me a hanger with a spitfire and it oh. would have been phenomenal phenomenal tv and imogen i think was a little bit disappointed that i didn't opt for that but when i've got yes okay that's an option short term but when i've got a car that yeah. i can escape yeah. in i have to do what's right for me on the run but yeah imogen was gutted and for filming purposes it would have been amazing yeah, yeah. just got this image now of you know what you always see at the start of the show don't you like it's been jordan and that's why he's got a load of yeah. stuff um Get Jordan in the chopper now. Like, yeah. get Jordan in the chopper again. Like, <laughs> Jordan's helo chasing the Spitfire. <laughs> I mean, that would be for all stars. Oh, yeah. A capture mid-air parachute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Floating down and then you've been hunted, pulling the parachute. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Got to make it happen. Brilliant. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Obviously, that, that car thing is just... It's sense, it's sense, really, isn't it? And you've got yeah. to do what's right for you. As much as you want to make great TV, you've yeah. ultimately got to do what's right for you. But in the end, on reflection, Spitfire might have been a better option considering the fuel crisis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Of all, yeah, of all the times to be going on the run with a fuel crisis and being lucky enough to have a car, but very limited with fuel. You just can't make it up, can you? Like, the odds were against us that year with COVID and everything else that was going on. But, yeah, thankfully, I did manage to fill up. It must have been the same for the hunters though as well because 100%. they are travelling ridiculous miles and yeah. those cars are fuel guzzlers. Yeah. So it must have been so ridiculously Difficult, hard for them to... Because yeah. there's no special preferential treatment just because you're on the telly and you're filming yeah. a TV show. No. No, still waiting the still really waiting. ridiculous long queues and then yeah. by the time you get there it might all be out again. Yeah. Horrend yeah. Horrendous time. Was that... If you look back on your time on the run, do you think those sort of elements of COVID. And I know it doesn't take too long. Someone asked you about like how long it takes to put the COVID screens up. It's literally just like a little bit of... There's like, so much, wasn't there, like publicised about how fake it is because of the COVID screens. And I just think, seriously, it takes 30 seconds, literally, yeah. that to put in a car. The follow team have them, so they're there to hand. It's not fake. It's just something... It's a necessity, unfortunately, at that time. And mm. oh yeah, I was sick of hearing about all the COVID screens. I got asked it so much. <laughs> And one thing which sort of, you know, did sort of fuel those fake claims was a Daily Mail article, which oh, yeah. like hit into your reunion with the boys, which we spoke about last yeah. time. How much like of annoyance were things like that? Because obviously you've already done it. You've had this elation of doing it. You've got all these yeah. brilliant stories and stuff, but then people, you've got no idea how you're going to be perceived on TV. And yeah. because of the way it's edited, it's not even a 60-minute show with ads. You're looking at 40 yeah. tops, yeah, definitely. really. Um, you've only got X amount of time to be in there. And then the Daily Mail and people like that are writing articles and stuff. 
based on that. That must just fuel your it's, anger. Yeah, it's frustrating. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't let anything like that really get to me. I'll, I'll read it and get a bit annoyed, but then kind of just move on from it. It is what it is, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think the Daily Mail was saying about, again, being fake because when I saw my kids, it was turning into night and then all of a sudden, allegedly in the same day, it's, it's daylight. And I, and I kind of get that. And, you know, maybe that's a thing for editing rather than the fugitives or the show in, in general. But um, like I explained to you earlier, or the previous part, I actually stayed the night at the nest, which is why it would have looked odd to some viewers and maybe be portrayed as fake. But you just got to think people watching it need to realize this kind of thing that there will be editing and it won't all necessarily make set complete sense but it doesn't take away from how real the show is you looked like you had a question in your mind then no sorry space. all right fair enough i'll let you off um let's move towards the end of the show then and let's talk extraction tell us a little bit more about um when you found out how you found out what extraction was going to be and how the pieces sort of almost fell into place for you. Because the last thing I, the one thing that I'd be constantly worried about is, Oh, extraction is going to be in like up in Glasgow and I'm I down in Cornwall. I was so worried. I was so, so worried about that because to get as far as we would have done at that time, all the fugitives left. If your location is crucial, like I wanted to be quite central. I think, I, yeah, I was Manchester, wasn't I? Glossop, so relatively central just in case it was Devon or Scotland. But I remember being so panicky on the day of finding out, thinking just please don't be hours and hours away because the last thing you want to do is just not make the extraction. Like not get caught, but not actually physically get there. You know, that was one of my biggest worries. So when it was Scotland, I was over the moon. I loved seeing my reaction compared to the boys' reaction. Like, they were devastated, weren't they? But I was like, ah, Scotland, you know, (laughs) really happy. And I was, I was, yeah, genuinely really happy. Obviously still had quite a lot of miles to cover, but not a million miles away. Talk to me about the process then at that point, because you've got a little bit of a panic because you, I think you probably know from watching the show before that something might happen and that location might be Oh, 100%, 100%, yeah. What's the process then at, at that point? Are you thinking how you're going to get there or you could think, right, I'm going to worry about that later and just get out of here. Um, yeah, I already had anticipated the location being revealed. So I think the night before or the day before, whilst at the campsite, I'd spoken to a lot of the people caravanning there and made sure I had a escape route. Um, and that was Chris and Jeanette. And they agreed, thankfully. A lot of people again said no, but they agreed and their destination was York. So I was like, great, let's go to York. And that's exactly what I did. It's as easy as that, really. Yeah, I could. I just can't imagine the pressure that I'd feel at that point, though, sort of knowing that I've got to get to somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. Because you, you only get X amount of money given to you by the show. You can obviously earn your own money and stuff yeah. during it and maybe potentially spend your own if you wanted to, that no. sort of stuff. Could you not do that in yours? I didn't have my own bank card, no. And Because I think there was a series before where... Um, they went into their own business, didn't they? Yeah. And they got money. They yeah. went to get money. So yeah. changes every year, as we as we know. Um, but obviously, you then know that you've got to get to a certain place. Um, you've relied on lifts or, or whatever for 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 so for so much. But if people constantly say no, then you've got to find other ways. How do you go about planning your money to sort of keep enough in your pocket to be able to use a bus, use a train, yeah. use use a taxi if you need to? So. I mean, I don't want to 
say too many of the rules because the thing is like I get asked it all the time about the rules and the challenges but the thing for me is and the, re the reason why I try and remain tight-lipped is because the hunters genuinely don't know so all these different challenges throughout the years if the hunters were to be aware of them then they'd be look out of them and would yeah give them an unfair advantage over the fugitive so but one thing that we were allowed to do is any contacts people um that, that we met or friends or families of mine that I arranged to meet they could give me some money so actually, on one point, like when I was on the run, I had hundreds, hundreds. Harry, the MPD, was saying, you've got more money than I've got in my bank account right now. And I was like, I've got, probably got more money than I've got in my bank account. <laughs> but I've accumulated it, and I tried to keep as much as possible for, you know, events such as needing a taxi for a, an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, just to have that safety net. See, that's the real reason why he didn't grass you up. Because he's earned one hell of a payday, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. That crazy ride. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, thankfully I did have enough money. I mean, don't get me wrong, getting a taxi was the last thing I wanted to do, but I was all out of options by that point. I think the last few days, up until when I met, um, oh, my God, I forgot their name now. How bad is that? Stuart and Karen. Hang on, I just want to confirm that. Bear with, bear with. One's right at the end who gave you a yeah yes Karen, Stuart and Karen, Karen and Stuart I think I didn't want to get that wrong because they were <laughs> the most amazing people to me but yeah from from um York with Chris and Jeanette to Karen and Stuart that was really testing times like that I'd been on a high most of it but I was starting to come down panicked thinking I'd left too many breadcrumbs like I'm gonna get caught now I'm gonna ruined it all just in those last few days um but thankfully my guardian angels Karen and Stuart just completely completely spun that around for me well karen did she sort I of did, like, to it no choice it was but. just like he will drive you all the way no can you believe it like i thought the day before had been horrible a lot of no's a lot of out in the open i'd been fully aware i was on cctv but i didn't have much choice at this point because you've you've then got to get somewhere you haven't got time to hide yeah. or to sit and relax and do nothing you've got to move um so, yeah, for all that stress, I was anticipating the following day to be exactly the same. And they just, you know, marvellous, marvellous, wonderful human beings. <laughs> Let's go through the last few hours then of your time yeah. on the run. Just remind us where you spent the night before. Was it on the on the shop floor? Yeah, on the shop floor with Ishbel. Again, phenomenal lady. As soon as I went into her shop, she was just like on it straight away yes of course and like we can do this and we can do that the speedboat get me a speedboat um, where on earth did she pull a speedboat from just, that was crazy her daughter's friends have a speedboat yeah on the lock i know and i just thought you know at my disposal just as easy as that yeah it's unthinkable really even now it baffles me to think that is how it all fell into place but it did and i'm just so so forever thankful yeah but yeah, the shop floor is where I spent the night. What happens when you wake up on on the morning of uh, of extraction? I think it was a midday extraction. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was twelve o'clock. It was twelve o'clock, and I, from my position, yeah. it's literally a, a mile from from where I needed to be. So it wasn't like a rushed or frantic yeah. morning, but still, I wanted to get on onto it as, as, and find the location as. as well, sooner rather than later, just so I, I was comfortable with myself that I wasn't, good, again, going to miss it. So I think we left maybe about nine. It was really miserable weather, I remember that. And um, as soon as I got onto it, it was just a waiting game. And it was kind of all this build-up, all this adrenaline from the morning to then just, oh, okay, now I just have to sit and wait in the rain and the cold. So it was a bit of an anticlimax, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 
what goes through your head when you see the chopper and you know that you're, you're there and you can't see hunters in sight? Well, I'm allowed to swear, so I was just like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I think I do actually run off saying, shit the bed or something. Just pure excitement, pure excitement, adrenaline, just get me on that chopper, yeah. And when it finally takes, because there's different rules each year yeah. for what they can do. So I don't know what the rules are. If I don't think they explained on, no. on that one because there's been somewhere, then I think it was series one where it's not safe until it's off, it's off the off. ground. So it yeah. must be like different ones, but what's your feeling when it finally does take off? No, before that, you obviously see um, Nathan running Nathan toward, run towards. towards you. And you'd only met him previously when you launched, so yeah. you didn't really know too much about him. No. What was your. I'll tell you a funny story about Nathan. They don't ever forget. Do you want to hear it now? Yes. Yeah. So. <clears throat> The day, D-Day, we had to be up really early and meet at the reception. We were in this hotel. I can't remember where, Southampton maybe. And we had to be in there, I think, either four or five o'clock in the morning. And we're all there, all the fugitives, apart from Nathan. Or was it James? I'm sure it was Nathan. One of them. And um, so we're all waiting, waiting, waiting. And then um, they're like, no, they're not here. We'll have to go and wake them up. But obviously they're deaf. So knocking on the door isn't really going to help. Yeah. And then they managed to get a spare key, but the latch was across. So you can't call, you can't, you know, how you ordinarily wake other people up. So they had to literally get something into the room and pound to wake <laughs> them up. Because if not, they were going to miss the limonix, yeah, <laughs> the launch. <gasps> That's amazing. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah. And well, let me, I'll, I'll go on a little bit more. Because obviously the Loch Lomond comment is something typical, what I would, what I would do. Um, but this, what I'm now about to tell you, is also quite typical. After the final reveal, phone's going crazy. Fugitive group, we've got our own little WhatsApp chat. We were all messaging, you know, congratulations on all of this. Because we hadn't told each other. Um, and then I decide to send a really, really long voice note, really excited voice note, congratulations and all this, to Nathan and James. <laughs> and the response I got is, you know we're deaf, right? And I'm like... what was I thinking I was just in elation complete elation but yeah to then send a really long voice note to two deaf guys isn't you know (laughs) the most wonderful idea but yeah is that WhatsApp still group still active probably yeah we we haven't we haven't chatted for a long time we do keep saying about meeting up and I really hope we all do but trying to fit around everyone's schedules and just life in general is really hard yeah Yeah. and yeah those two just Incredible, really incredible. Really um, we'll talk about them in just a second. Their helo has taken off. Jordan's on the ground yeah. covering his, his head, bless him. He was so close. As he was, I mean, again... Can I... Go on. Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm being a pain. I'm just no. getting all these memories coming back to me. I think if I don't say it, then I'll, I'll lose it. But sorry, Jordan, hashtag. Um, the first time, because we had to do that a couple of times, and the first time... Jordan went arse over tit in a puddle. <laughs> He's Jordan! Ch- Sorry, Jordan. He was chasing Nathan, yeah. as you see in the show, yeah. but it was so boggy. It was so wet up there, and um, he just, yeah, stacked it. Oh, it. Jordan. And I mean, I was wet myself. <laughs> and I wish, I kind of wish they did show that, but obviously... For the drama. Probably good for yeah, Jordan. I didn't yeah. get a show. Sorry, Jordan. Honest, honestly, I would say this every single time because I think there's a 
thing when you sort of do a medium like this and you do start a bit of a trend or whatever and follow a pattern people think oh they genuinely don't like him he's oh, the I loveliest man on the planet we've messaged him so many times yeah. he's absolutely on board with it he's brilliant and I'm hopeful Touchwood needs to, to reach out to him we're going to go up towards his neck of the woods in the oh, next couple yay. of weeks I'm hoping that we can potentially just meet up and have a coffee yeah. and give him a little Christmas present and obviously I got sorry to- Jordan t-shirt I got to see him when the chopper had landed again, but um, and he he was just the most humble. lovely, yeah, yeah, lovely, humble, smiley, and you could just warm to him straight away. Um, I'm just glad we didn't get to spend a bit longer like talking to them all. And Bex was obviously there as well, Chaz, but yeah, such a lovely bloke. Yeah, and then so obviously it extracts and you you win and you do all the celebrations, and then obviously yeah. for those who don't know, you have to reshoot some little bits like yes. you just mentioned. Yeah. Poor uh, Nathan, there. I think he had to run to that chopper about ten times. He was exhausted. But I, yeah, but you're running. You, but you also know when you're running the second time, yeah. you ain't getting captured. No, yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter. You could, yeah. you could. I'd, I'd, I'd turn around and be like, <laughs> see you later, Bart. <laughs> yeah. He'd only have to redo it again, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, he, would, yeah, he was physically just for the point exhausted. of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you have to redo any of your running? Because you, there was no hunters around when you ran. Um, d- no, did I? Oh, yes, yes, did. I did. Yes, because I think. Did I? Well, the problem is at that point, yes, did, yeah. you're you sort of you don't really have your camera up no, with you because no. you're on you literally just on GoPro, and as yeah. we know, that one might beep in a minute because it, it's it's nearly it only lasts like an yeah. hour before they die, so you, you might not have even got the footage. It might have slipped down, yeah. so it might just be like I did. Floor, I'm sorry, I'm, I was back in my brains and thinking, but yeah, I did because they have to. The the first time I did it, it was just me GoPro. Yeah. Um. So you would have only just got that shot from me. Um. And maybe someone filming in the distance. But when I redid it, there was someone behind me. Yeah. So it's filming. Point of view filming so it's and yeah. Fun, yeah. So they can see actually what what happened from a different angle. Yeah. yeah. All about the angles. It is. That's that's the only thing about it being a TV show where people say it's fake. Well, yeah, because if they just the, the actual getting onto the plane, the extraction, that bit is real. But if they just showed that, yeah. it would be such an anti-climax yeah. compared to the rest of the show. Yeah. And, yeah. They've, they've got they've got to get it from all different aspects, all different points of views, haven't they? Yeah. So, and the only way you can do that is to do it more than once. So, yes, once the real time has played out, well, then you can film it as many times as you want to be able to, to yeah. tell that story. And Which is exactly what they did with Bobby Siegel. And, and that. Yeah. I felt a bit sorry for him because... Obviously, it's the first time they got a clean sweep with that yeah, sort of group as well. Yeah. So the, the, the celebrations, they would have been gen, like genuine yeah. every single take. Yeah. So that had just been amazing. Right, let's talk Nathan James then, because what happens every time we watch Haunted Series 6, Episode 6? <laughs> when he gets in that car, after Carlisle, when he gets in the car yeah. and the man gives him some money and, and a coat... That's it. The coat that does it. Up. Not gonna lie, it choked me up. It yeah. was lovely to see. It's yeah. just because obviously the whole way through, they rely on their community so much, and we see so many times that people just dismiss them or don't yeah. help them. And I know that that happens to everyone because you've said that it happened yeah. to you. But I think for them, obviously, one of them is deaf, can't rip, can't. Lip read. Lip read. Lip read. The other one can lip read, but isn't very confident speaking. Yeah. It was so, it must have taken so much for them to go up to people and then to see someone finally, when he needs help the, the most, most, yeah, give him that help. It's just 
so lovely. It was. It was lovely to watch. I agree. I yeah, agree. one of probably the best moment, and almost overshot. Like you would obviously everyone was rooting for you because you'd been so far, but that episode in particular, yeah. you like you want him to make it as much as you want. Oh, yeah. I, you to make it. I loved watching their journey when I when I watched it. Obviously, at the same time as you guys, I thought they were brilliant and so funny. Just you know, they yeah. had me in stitches yeah. a lot throughout. I just yeah. Yeah, well deserved absolutely um before we talk about hunted as a fan we have got some questions which people have been sending through oh, okay. for you uh, plenty of ways that people could have sent in questions including instagram at hundred pod twitter at hundred pod facebook hunted pod or email hunted pod at outlook.com right uh let's let's dish them out shall we let's go with the first one uh okay so our first one is what was your favorite things that didn't make the edit Ooh, oh, sorry. Back, back on your table there. Favourite things that didn't make the edit. So much. So much of my journey was edited out. I think Carlo's would have been good viewing. Um, oh, there was, there was too much. There was too much. Definitely Carlo's. I might have to revert to my diary. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's here for. Oh, Ely was staying in Pat's garden. Even, even Kev giving me the car. You know, things like that. Such wonderful people. I think, yeah, to summarise, apologies, I go off on a tangent all the time, don't I? To summarise, I would love to show all the people that helped me and give them all the airtime they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, This is quite an easy question. I think we both know the answer to it. Would you ever be a hunter? Yes. Of course you would. Absolutely you would. Um, That one's next. If you had to pair up with a past fugitive, who would it be? A past fugitive? Ooh. Oh, there's too many to think of, isn't there? And there's so many for, for loads of different reasons. But the first the first name that comes to my mind is Rob, just because I think he's a lovely guy and we've spoken a lot since then. I'd be delighted at that because it was his question. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Rob. Um, I think this is your mate, Dean. Brillo Dean. Brillo Dean. Yeah. Be um, few. few questions from the oh, really? yeah <laughs> what was your most embarrassing moment yeah the Loch Lomond comment 100% Loch Ness monster should I say yeah <laughs> one. yeah uh we've covered this one is there going to be a, con- a champion of champions contest we don't know if there is but, but we've, we've got yeah, a bloody good that. idea haven't we the all-stars is up and coming and then that one yeah uh knowing your skill set did you ever have to reverse the camper van you used and did you damage it <laughs> That's Dino again, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't damage it. I was very, very conscious of causing any damage to it because it was relatively new for my neighbours. But um, yeah, my reversing skills went up a notch, Dino. Thank you very much. Uh, how excited slash nervous were you to meet up with the wolf pack? Oh, so excited. I mean, I, I, I was excited the whole way through, but obviously I'm going to be nervous because I'm drawing the hunters to me. And I, and I do recall, and I apologise, Ellie, because when they, I was trying to keep them distance from me. I wanted them to see the hunters coming in um, and then run. But Ellie kept coming to talk to me and asking me how I was. And I was thinking, if they see you talking to me, then they're going to know it's me or get, get a little bit of an inkling. So I actually told her to fuck off. So I'm sorry, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, there's loads of questions. I'm just scrolling through them. Let's go with that one there. That one just there. Yeah, you do some work. <laughs> um. What did you eat on the run? And with hindsight, is there anything you wish you had taken but you didn't? Okay, so eating, um, it really is 
so strict. Like the camera crew, Imogen, can't give me any food. So I had to build up food throughout my time on the run. And it started from day dot with Sally. Like she gave me a, little, a few bag of bits and everyone I went to would then give, give a little bit extra. I mean, it wasn't really substantial stuff. Um, Kev obviously gave me some army rations um, but I recall one day being so limited with what I had. It was bread and some of the army ration cheese whilst Imogen, Josh, Harry and Sarah ordered Subway. And I'm just like... Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have shoved little crisps in my piece of bread. But no, it was... Yeah, it was just whatever I could get. Obviously, one time I did end up in a hotel and had a steak and red wine. But <laughs> Yeah, we didn't. So did you find the hotel story? No, Quick no. tangent. You ended up at the football hotel oh, in Salford days, yeah. with several aliases doing lots of different jobs. What happened there? Oh, the best. I can't believe my luck again. But um, when I went to Manchester following Primeval, I was trying to find just a, a random B&B out in the middle of nowhere. Everything on the sat-nav that Trev had wasn't there no more. So nothing was operating up and running. So I ended up just put the next one. I didn't know what it was, but it said Hotel Football or Football Hotel. And I was like, just just go there. We're running out of time. I just need to get somewhere. And Jess, the manager, oh, welcomed me with open arms, gave me a room to stay with a view of Old Trafford. And then from there, her best friend, Paul, owned the Indigo Hotel or managed the Indigo Hotel. So the next day I had another hotel. And it was just phenomenal. For those who don't know... Football hotel owned by Gary Neville. Yes, that is where I stayed, free of charge. Gary and Neville would have been to loving work that. The next day as a maid, yeah, yeah. You had some pseudonyms as well, didn't you? For that, can you remember oh, them? Oh God, what was it? Um, oh, it was uh, cricket was on, wasn't it? I can't remember. Oh, in, oh. did I write it down? Did I write it on my Instagram uh, yeah. page or not? Did yeah, I? that's how I know about it's it. It's something yeah. to do with cricket, either England, I, I don't know. Yeah. England or something. Yeah, no. something like that. Yeah, something random. Yeah, but that's what I went by. Yeah. Rita, because Colin at the Indigo Hotel, Rita. Yeah, well, I'll forget the way you said that. Yeah, I don't think I wrote it in here, to be fair. That's such an extraordinary bit of luck as well to be able to do that. And uh, high, a highbrow hotel as well, hotel hotel football. It's not a, you know, it's not an Ibis, is it? It's not. No, it, it's, it was amazing, yeah. yeah. But funnily enough, though, like they, I had great big, huge, sorry, my stomach's going, humongous beds at both hotels and I slept worse the, the best night's sleep I had through all of the run was in Pat's garden in Ely yeah. that's the best night's sleep I had you condition yourself to it though as well yeah. I guess don't you yeah that's a good one right JP sent this one in uh, what made you so determined to beat the hunters <laughs> I think just I am generally a really really competitive person and I don't go into things half-hearted so if I if I start something I want to finish it and I think, well, I, I gave a little card, didn't I, as well, to um, Mel and Carl saying, I'll see you at the finish line. And I was just determined from there, they're not getting me. They're not getting their hands nowhere near me. Uh, this one's probably in relation to your Instagram post a few days. Will you be buying stronger dog poo bags? <laughs> yes, most definitely. I keep having a lot of mishaps on my dog walks lately. But um, yeah, they, they are most definitely needed. Who's, who sent that one in? Uh, let's have a look. Where's, I've just lost it there. Where's it gone? Um, uh, Nutty Professor 8. Oh, yeah. He did comment on my story, yeah. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. He, well, he, I don't know him. Yeah. Him, but yeah, just an online friend now. There you go. See, so that's what the community's built up for you. Post-hunted people asking about that. Uh, final one. Um, this is from Freya, uh, who says, if you had to take over from one of the HQ hunters, whose job would you have? 
good question, Freya. And again, she's messaged me online a few times. Such a lovely, lovely girl. So hi. Um, whose job would I take? Well, I'm no good with the cyber side of, of life. So it would definitely just be on the main floor, I think. Um, maybe Mark's. Mark Hannon's. Ah, I see. Yeah. I like that because you can sort of flip because so you can yeah. go out on the, yeah. the ground yeah. as well. Right. That's almost all we've got time for. But before we do end, we're going to come to our two golden questions in a minute. Ooh. But first, you know, you are a mega fan of Haunted. Mega fan. We were talking a little bit about you and Thomas and Alex Alien and people like that before. What moment in the show in those early days clicked for you in your brain and think this is such a powerful show of how it can change somebody's life? Because I think for us, you can't look beyond that moment with Alex. Alex. I know the confidence that would have gave him and the belief in himself it's just priceless, isn't it? Absolutely priceless. And was it his dad, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. Those two together, watching them two. Oh, so heartwarming. Amazing. And he just completely changes his life. Yeah. He sort of gets confidence from nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And it does. I think going on the run and, you know, obviously everybody's journey is different, but you just find yourself in it. It sounds really weird being a fugitive on the run, but you just you can just be yourself. You've got to challenge yourself, test yourself. And especially someone like Alex, to be able to do it and come through and win. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> it just speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. it got to be so, so, it's an achievement, such a massive achievement. It got to be so proud. And then you and Thomas is uh, the other one which brings into mind for You mentioned him earlier when we were putting together yeah, our own Haunted Horses. It was just that ending, how he just sort of, you know, he was, he started off with Richard Whitehead, wasn't yeah. it? And, ended up splitting up and then he didn't know who to trust and ask people similar to what you, you'd yeah. done. So I imagine you could quite relate with him because that was actually the the celeb hunted, which was either filmed before or after you. Yes, yeah. And he actually, uh, I remember, before, would have been before, I remember yeah. watching it, he actually went to Norwich, like near to my hometown. And I was just thinking, oh, I'd love to, I, I just from there I thought, I'd love to go on the run with you and Thomas. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, but I loved watching him and his journey and the challenges he faced, yeah. Post-show... Like, obviously, you had lots of reactions and stuff. Is there any sort of one that's reached out or any sort of thing that's happened off the back where you just think, wow, oh, my God, that's insane. That's just, I could not, like, picture stuff like that happening pre-hunted. Uh, well, there's a few that comes to mind, but obviously the Celebrity Goggle Box, that was really cool to watch. Um, but what what I was most satisfied with is people reaching out to me and just thanking me and saying that I've... I've helped them and inspired them. And that's not one thing I'd really considered when I applied for the show. I've never really classed myself as inspirational, but for many people to reach out and tell me that I'd helped them in some way or another just meant the absolute world. And, you know, again, it's completely and utterly priceless and not something that I ever thought would happen. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. I think things like that are just incredible. Obviously mm. winning the prize money is great as well, but... Just that achievement as well. You know, you wanted to find Sarah again. Yes, I think it's one of the, the quotes that you said. So before we ask our two final burning questions, the final question is, have you found Sarah again? Yes, I think, yeah, I definitely have. I mean, it, it was quickly or I quickly resorted back to normal life. Like when you're a parent, you kind of have to, don't you? You just have to kind of trudge on again. But it's definitely made me more just confident just to do other things. Like I can leave my children for an hour or sorry, a day now or two. And I haven't got to worry. The wheels aren't going to fall off the bus. They're going to be absolutely fine. It's giving me that confidence to do multiple things and, and to still live and, and be me as well as mum, as well as a police officer. So yeah, I think it has. Final question on Hunted. 
um, which is one of our two burning questions. Everybody, and I mean everybody, <laughs> don't we? Yeah. Says you for the answer for this. You on? We are changing the way that hunted um, works. So now you go in teams of four. Okay. Teams of four. Yes. Okay. So it is no teams of five. Is it four or five? Four. 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 I can't add up. Four. Yeah. Yeah. It's you plus one former fugitive, celebrity or normal, one ground hunter and one office hunter. So you form a team of four. So it's you plus three others. So every time it's the fugitive, it's always you. Has it really? Every single person chooses you. Well, then that puts me under pressure because now now I've got to only pick one of them. (laughs) Well, you you, you don't have to, (laughs) but without thinking about that, who are you putting on your team so it's one form of fugitive which is either civilian. Um, this is to go on the run with yeah, yeah which is either celebrity or normal one ground hunter from any series, any series and one office hunter again any series ours changes sort of all the time so we'll give you a bit of a flavor of our show we, we pick a new one every time don't we oh. yeah you've got to think now and pick pick one yeah pick. So I'll go go with mine. And I'm purposely not going to choose you. Okay. Just because everyone chooses you, and I think I choose you every time. Okay. A bit, unfair, <laughs> bit unfair because you're here as well. So yeah. you can't always be in, in teams. Um, I am going to choose, because we've just been talking about him, you and Thomas, as yeah. my um, former fugitive. Office Hunter, I am going to go with um, from the original series, from the original start series. Uh, remember Julie? Yes. Yeah. 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 As in Dave, Julie, get your coats. Um, <laughs> Julie, I'm going to go. I'm going to choose Julie. I think she'd be quite. Yeah. A lot of stories to tell and sort of look after you and all of that stuff. And then Ground Hunter, even though he might get us lost, Shaz. I'm going to choose Shaz. <laughs> yeah. Lovely Blake. Go on. Um, Bobby. Yes. Because I just think we'd have a lovely time. Um, Smiley Steve. Always. He's just messages, by the way. Um, and from the original series, Danny. Danny Brooke, yeah. yeah. Okay, Sarah Kibble, who everybody chooses to go dun, on the run dun, with. Dun. Who are you choosing? Right, so fugitive, celebrity or civilian would be... And I'm not allowed people who you've chosen, no? Yeah, I mean, you can, if you want, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't think. There's too many people, isn't there? This is hard. I know. Can I get back to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> It. We're not letting you leave this room until we know who you are. Right. Who would I want to go on? That's the GoPro dying. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, we'll come back to the fugitive because I can't think. There's too many names racing through my head. So we'll go Hunter from HQ. I think it's got to be Raimondo. Yes. Love Raimondo. Definitely got to be Raimondo. Hunter from the ground. I love... Bex and JP, can I have them both? Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah we'll allow it, yeah. Bex and JP and... So is it just the fugitive now? Yeah. Oh, bollocks. Um, <laughs> uh, Close your eyes, first person you see. I'm going to go with Nathan, just because we've yeah. got that special oh, bond. Yeah. yeah. There's so many can, people for so many different reasons, but yeah. You can win it together again. You can do it together again. Okay, it's time. You ready? The question that everyone waits for. What everyone's listened to this podcast for, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> um, the most important question. What is your favourite biscuit? Oh, <laughs> I was getting a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what is this question? Um, favourite biscuit? Oh, it's got to be a chocolate hobnob. 
Solid choice. Yeah. Chocolate hobnob. Solid choice. Sarah Kibble, thank you so much for joining us for the past couple of hours thank or so and talking all things hunted. If people want to dive more into your hunted story, just remind people of your Instagram. Oh, I can't remember it. Sarah Kibble at Hunted. Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. We'll link it. You'll yeah. find it on there. Something straightforward and easy. Yeah. Yeah. Just type in Sarah Kibble Hunted. You'll yeah. find yeah. it. You'll find yeah. it. <laughs> um, and yeah. obviously, you know, your final reflections on all things uh, hunted. How is it? shaped and changed your life whether it's been a financial thing something within within your mind when you sort of sit back and look at that notebook again in 10 years time when the kids are a little bit older to understand and you watch it with them what are you going to say to them about the impact of hunted on sarah kibble oh it's just the most and i'll say it to everyone it was just the most amazing experience that i wish i could relive over and over again the money obviously is a huge thing it's, it's helped our family in so many ways but just the the experience of it all, like it, it means so much more in a lot in so many ways. And I genuinely have loved the show from day dot. I love it even more having done it and knowing how it all works. And if they do ever open applications, I would just urge anyone to apply because you will not regret it. And who knows, they might come up against Sarah Kibble in HQ dun, dun, because dun. if that phone rang today, you would you'd say yes in a heartbeat, right? Yeah, I got asked this. Soon after doing the show, and I thought initially, especially with civilians, I couldn't because I know what they're going through and I know how much it means to them, so I'd hate to be the person to stop that. But with this just being celebrities, I'm there. I'm there, I'm game. I've got no ties, <laughs> no, no worries. Um, yeah, I'm up for it. Let's make it happen. Um, thanks so much for joining us, as we say. Uh, one last thing to say, and that is, uh, Sarah Kibble, your time on the pod is yeah. over. You have... <laughs> been hunted and a reminder that we'll have more episodes coming out for you very very soon indeed so please do check out us on all things social media uh twitter at hunted pod instagram at hunted pod facebook hunted pod or email hunted pod at outlook.com and as this is a christmas special from all of us at the hunted podcast that's me and nat um that's just one one last thing to say there's sarah's (laughs) rudolph and that is a very merry christmas hope you have a great one we'll see you again in the new year hopefully there'll be some more hunted episodes on the actual tv if not we'll just do series two revisited and sarah will definitely have to have you on the podcast again join us for a revisited or something look back over the old, se- old series <laughs> and it just gives us another excuse to come to the seaside yes, yes. also thanks to great yarmouth business center for uh, having us today um, check out their website yarmouthbusinesscenter.co.uk if you're in and around great yarmouth you need a meeting room um or a little office come and check these guys out sarah thanks for joining us it's time to go and uh, play in the arcade okay let's go <laughs> bye and there you have it. The final part of our interview with Sarah Kibble is done. Good one, that wasn't it? It was a good one. Do you know what? So many people have been asking us for that one since very since day dot really. Yeah. One of the first messages I genuinely think we got, other than a message from Danny who helped us blow up yeah. the, the podcast followers, was when you're going to get Sarah Kibble on the show. Yes. We only made wait a year and a bit. Well, you know, all good things and that. You know, they do say there is a saying that good things come to those who wait, and you always leave the best. For last? Yep. So is that it? Are we done? Mm, I don't think so. Mm, no, we've had quite a year really. We have yet. Honestly, you guys at home have been fantastic for us. When This time last year we'd done 10 episodes. Yeah. Which were just random episodes about Hunted, which included two interviews. And we thought, you know what, we've done 10 episodes, it's something we can put in a box and never touch again. And then Celebrity Hunted came on the TV mm-hmm. and we basically thought, let's give it a go and see yep. what happens. 
And from that, it has literally just snowballed, hasn't it? It has, yes. The things that we've been able to do, I don't think we could even get our heads around. Like, to have people like JP, Bex, reaching out to us and saying we yeah. want to be on the podcast, Ray, Cashy, like, you know, basically everyone that have reached out to everyone and said, oh, we'd love to be on the podcast or we've really enjoyed listening to it. You know, let's try and make something happen one day. There's a lot of stuff which you've not seen yet, which we hope to put out some someday. And, yeah, it's been mind-blowing. And Sarah sort of said, didn't she, in this part, it might have even been part one, that it felt a little bit like, it feels a little bit like Hunter's coming to, the, coming to an end. Yeah. And obviously there's natural reasons for that. We know that there's still two series to go, if you like. Yeah. But... The reality of the situation is, one of those series might not ever get shown. I'm knocking all the Christmas decorations off. Um, and that's because that's the civilian series and yeah. that basically needs money to make it to air. And it's no secret that Channel 4 don't have as big a budget as what they used to do. And, no. and Hunter's not exactly the cheapest show to make. No. Hopefully, you know, if we have one wish for 2024, that does get shown. Yeah. It'd be nice to see it. Yeah, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that if we are going to see anything in 2024... We're going to see a celeb. It's going to be celeb, isn't it, for stand-up to cancer. Um, we don't know when that's going to be yet. We've got a slight inkling, because we think it will probably bear around the same time that they showed last year's, which was, what, March time? Yeah, March. Late Feb, early March. Yeah. Um, we have got lots of other plans in the pipeline as well to interview some ground hunters, to yep. interview some HQ hunters, to interview some fugitives and to go stateside as well and sort yeah. of go around the globe. So we've got lots of plans in the pipeline, plus we've only ever done one series of Revisited. Oh, there's plenty to revisit. So there's plenty to revisit. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that 2024 is going to be a busy year for the Hunter podcast, but we are going to take a little break, at least until February, when we've got a little bit more... Maybe inside information, maybe general knowledge mm -hmm. about what's going to happen, whether it's going to be celeb hunted, civilian hunted, or whether it's going to happen at all. Yeah. Um, and then we'll make a decision on, on what we're going to do. In the meantime, we're going to work on a few things, maybe get some interviews recorded and that sort of thing, because we've got a few which happen to be quite fortunately quite local to yes. us, really, which is quite uh, an eye-opener. Yeah. Because we not have to travel no far. No, and no kennels for the doggo even. No. I know that made you upset last it time. Um, so yeah, make sure you keep an eye on all of our social media uh, for then. Uh, and all of our social media channels are... Twitter, at HuntedPod. Instagram, at HuntedPod. Facebook, HuntedPod. Or just email us at HuntedPod.Outlook.com. Yeah, we've got a WhatsApp number as well. It's in the description and there's a threads as well, but we barely use it. Yeah. Uh, please do reach out because it genuinely is you guys reaching out, which encourages to encourages us, if I can get my words out, did I get new teeth for Christmas? Nope, sorry. Damn it! Um, <laughs> encourages us to, um, you know, keep going with the show and keep making content for you guys. Yeah. Um, we had a great reaction to the the, um, con the capture calendar. I'm not doing that again next year though. Someone came up with the idea and then somebody else had to do all the work. Someone doesn't say no. Also true. Um, so yeah, we're making lots more of stuff for you next year. Um, so keep an eye on all our socials. But genuinely from me, from Nat, thank you so much for supporting us in 2023. And we'll see you again in... 2024. In 2024, which is only one sleep away. If you're watching this on New Year's Eve, or listening to this on New Year's Eve. Yeah, you if know not, what I mean. 
Yeah. How's it going? You, you know how a podcast work by yeah. now. Uh, there is only one thing left to say though. Yeah? It's quite simple. Okay. To everybody listening or watching at home, your time on the pod for 2023 is over and... You have... Been... Hunted. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.